Hello, and welcome to Atomic Radio, our the show that dies into the wreckage that is post-apocalyptia. We are a post-nuclear podcast. I am your host, Vince, and I am also here with... Your all-star actor, host, Declan. Close your eyes. Okay. You follow me? Close your eyes. Just follow me. All right. Everyone else at home doing this, too? Yes. Everybody, okay. everywhere. Close your eyes. If, not if you're driving. Don't do that. Not if you're driving. <laughs> if you're driving, keep them open. If you're swimming, if you're going underwater, close them because chlorine can hurt. Close your eyes. Unless you're driving. Picture yourself in a meadow, in a field, next to a brook. Maybe at, at school during recess. And you're doing your normal daily activities. You're, you're throwing a ball. You're laughing with a pal. Looking over at your friend Rebecca like, damn, Rebecca, that ass looking foin in them jeans. <laughs> All these normal everyday activities. What? What's that? What's that? Doth my ears fucking lie to me? Is that what I think it is? Is that an air raid siren I hear in the distance? I'm sorry? Is the ground, is the ground shooting up massive balls of fire? Are those missiles launching from the ground into the sky? Are missiles coming back this way? And as you sit there and you look up to the heavens, as furious balls of fire come come flying towards you and, and the ground as they enter through the atmosphere, the one thing that rushes through your mind is, oh my god, civilization is over. Everything we've ever known is over. It's gone. Everything I've ever loved. Rebecca's ass in those jeans... It's all over. It's all gone. You could have fucked Connie D'Amico. <laughs> the bombs, they touch. And a massive explosion. And the next thing you know, you hear the noise. The sound rushes past you, flies past you. People next to you are getting vaporized. Things are flying all over the place. Ashes, ashes everywhere. You open your eyes. Y'all fall down. Once your eyes are open. Life as you know it has ceased to exist. Seems as if everything has crumbled to your feet. Everyone you've ever known, everyone you've ever known, ever loved, everything you've ever done in your entire life is no longer. You rush home to see if anybody's there. You get there. Your house is gone. You realize that your entire life has been for naught. You realize you're in the post-apocalypse. Today, on Atomic Radio Hour, the show that happens into the records is post-apocalyptia, the post-nuclear podcast. We were reviewing the movie from 1983 called The Day After is a movie that was so important to America's cultural I was going to say appropriation cultural uh, development that Ronald Reagan watched this motherfucker in the 80s and decided he needed to get more serious about his nuclear policy this is a movie that I think directly directly has influenced a Fallout series in ways that we did not even notice until we saw this movie moments ago Declan what a fucking doozy of a movie. What was your favorite scene of this movie, my friend? Um, um hold on. Favorite... Sorry, not to cut you off. Spoilers. Uh, if, you, spoilers. If, you'd like to, if you'd like to follow along, uh, which I don't blame me if you do, because this movie's fucking great. It's incredible. It's called The Day After. As of the recording of this, uh, it's on YouTube. The full thing is on YouTube. Yes. I'm not saying go watch it on YouTube, uh, but I'm also not saying don't go watch it on YouTube. It's there. So go watch it. Or don't. And if you don't mind having it spoiled and then hearing it, what's your favorite scene, my friend? My favorite scene. Hmm. I was thinking about this before recording, and... I have a few of them. 
You have a few of them? I have a few of them. There was one that, like, while I was watching it, I was like, that's fucking, that's the one. But <laughs> I can't seem to remember it. One of my, fa- I'll, I'll, I'll jump in then. One of okay, my yeah, favorite scenes in this entire movie is it cuts ever so slightly from something that's, like, not mundane. So, okay, hold on, hold on. We should give a little backstory before we jump into this movie. Backstory. Sorry, everybody. This movie, the, uh, 1983's The Day After, is a movie, a, a made-for-TV movie. It's a drama sci-fi uh, that came out in 1983. It is directed by Nicholas Meyer, and it is written by Edward Hume. H-U-M-E, Hume. It stars Jason Robards, Jobeth Williams, Steve Gutenberg, and um, John Lithgow. Which, hold on a second, I think John Lithgow, I could be wrong, but I think he's Farquaad. So this movie takes place in 1983, like I've said. And the uh, whole point of the movie is that the world is on the brink of World War III. Uh, it's it's Germany, and it's um, the, Soviet the Soviet Union, and it's this kind of this back and forth with all of this. And the movie kind of starts off with a normal, everyday, average life in 1983 in Kansas. Yes. And and as the movie progresses on and on and on and on, it slowly gets the the tensions are getting the tension is getting tighter and tighter. Is that a word? Tight tensions? Yes, I think it, so. It's yeah. getting tighter and tighter to the point where it's uh it's uh the bombs eventually go off and apparently in Kansas it is one of like the number one places with missile silos in the US. I mean, it's a whole lot of flat area, and it's halfway between basically anywhere you want to shoot it. So, Kansas would be a big, a big, um, not a threat, it'd be a big target, right? Yes. Eventually, you get to the point where the where the bombs go off, the missiles get launched. And there's this movie, if this movie does nothing else, it gives you such a sense of, oh, fuck... When the first missile gets launched, it gives yeah, you... It builds s- up to it really fucking well. And, and, and like, this is something that I think about a lot when I think about, like, the apocalypse, if it were, if it's nuclear, is, oh, shit, what do we do in that hour where we know the bombs are coming? Yeah, like, what do you fucking do? Do you pray? Do you make a stew? Do you gather around with your family? Do you embrace Adam and his glow? Like, what do you do? His mighty glow. And, okay, so this movie, it's it's a two-hour movie. This movie was originally going to be three hours. Holy shit. Yeah, it was originally going to be three, it was originally going to be uh, three hours long, and they they cut it because it just was too fucking long. But in European theaters, when they played this, they played the three-hour version. Oh really? Yeah, but the th- I've I've seen clips of the three hour version online. The three hour version is not as good as the two hour version. Like this they movie, cut though, it like properly. Yeah, like there's some things that would have been cool if they would have left in, but there's just there's so much. Yeah, there's so much extra shit. Like the opening of this movie, and I they they do a, a pretty decent job of establishing this is Kansas normally. This is everyday Kansas. Nothing yeah, like, special is going on. Yeah, there's like farming. Just, there's like people like going out on a date. Yeah, there's yeah. there's like a kid and he's there. There's a, there's like a kid on a farm with his dad, but the kid's not in school. 
which yeah. this was 83, which I would think all of the farmers would have their kids in school. Yeah, at that point. Like, he was young. Yeah, like he and he was, like, real young. So it was, like, even weird that he was working. Yeah. But it all leads up to this, this moment where you can hear that people are going – like it, it kind of shows you in drips and drabs, and it felt a little forced to be to be completely honest with you. Um, it's I also mean, movie a TV production movie. back in the day was a lot different than it is oh, now. Definitely, 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 definitely. But like, I just called it eighty three back in the day. I guess that is, actually kind of counts. I mean, that's fucking what thirty yeah. something years ago. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's it, it 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 shows you, and then there's a point where they're like, the Soviets have invaded West Berlin, and then it's like. A bunch of people at a grocery store, and this is my one of my favorite parts because there's people at the grocery store and they're like throwing money at the cashier. World War Three is about to happen. Money doesn't exist. Take your shit and go. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was my that was my only thought when I was watching. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Leave now. Do, do you have do you have an idea of what your favorite favorite scene might be? Yes. Okay, let me hear it. So one of my favorites is. About, like, halfway through the movie, like, during the whole, like, sequence where, like, the bombs are being is launched. It, is it the sequence itself? Because I want to talk about that separately. No, it's not the sequence itself. Okay. It's a subsection of okay, it. Okay, okay. Where it's a, like, huge, like, aerial shot of a stadium. And then in the background, there's two silos just fucking unleashing their, oh, their nukes. yes. It's, uh, if anyone wants to look it up, if you're going to buy a computer, it's a uh, 5514, I think. Wait. 55. Show the video up right now. Yeah, I was scrubbing through to find it because I was like, what's that fucking scene that I like? Can you drop me a link to it? Because I kind of want to have it up as a reference. Yeah, it's uh, 5517. Okay. I want to tell you why that, that scene is, is fucking awesome. Um, there's a scene where John Lithgow's character and the other guy who I don't remember his name. Uh, okay, that's another thing this movie does. It introduces so many people in the first hour of it. Yeah, and, like, you don't know their names. Yeah. Like, that's, it's just so good. Because you see, like, this, like, it's basically, like, the top half of the screen, the world is ending, the bottom half of the screen is normal day at the stadium. It's, it's, it's the, the, the Nintendo DS of movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. And then, like, it cuts to, like, um, people, like, in the stadium, like, stands that are, like, is this a test? And um, someone's like, of course it's not a fucking test. Those are nukes. That, yeah, John Lithgow says to the other guy, he's like, he's like, is this a test? He's like, no, those are intergalactic ballistic or intercontinental ballistic missiles. And he's like, they're heading for Russia. He's yeah. Like, yeah. And he goes, and somebody, I think it's Steve Gutenberg says, not, not Steve Gutenberg. John Lithgow says, uh, their, our missiles take 30 minutes to get to Russia and their missiles take 30 minutes to get to us. Who shot first? Does it matter who shot first, though? Yeah. Because you could have... Because there's another scene where someone goes, did they get them in the air? Are we? Did we fire first? Did we get them in the air first? Or did they get theirs in the air and now we're just getting ours in there? Do we have 20 it's minutes or do we have destruction. Yeah. yeah. How long... How much time do we have? How much time... This is the end of the world. Yes. The... the, the the moment the first nuke is launched to the moment the last nuke is dropped, that is the end of the world. After that, that is the epilogue of mankind. I mean, as far as I am concerned, that 40, the end, it's the, the end of the world as we know it. Okay. There's, humanity has this tendency to live through some tough ass shit. You're not wrong. Okay. That's the, that, that, the epilogue of modern civilization. Yes. Um, 
but that scene, I remember watching going, oh my God, like he's got a point. Do we have like, and that's, that's what it all comes down to is minutes. Yeah. Do you have 20 or 40 minutes? What do you, like, what, what, what do you do next? Yeah. Like shit. And once the, okay. When the bombs drop, I watched this movie, uh, two or three days ago and I watched it again today before recording. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I watched it a few days ago and I was sitting on my couch at like 1130 at night, right? That's like a witching hour for watching a movie like this. And I was scared. Like I was fucking terrified because it's, yeah. it's, do you remember in the, tr okay, so it just starts off with these bombs. Like once the first nuke goes up, it just doesn't end. It's, it's like a solid 20 minutes. And then oh, once shit blowing up. And then once the first nuke hits, it's the doctor. Cause there's a bunch of different characters. And there's this one doctor who's an older man. And it shows him and he's like, Oh, you remember the sixties with the Cuban missile crisis and Kennedy? And, and his wife's like laying in bed with him. He's like, Oh, I do. That's the night we made our daughter. And like the next day he's going to work at his hospital and he just watches the bombs go off and and like it sets off like an emp which apparently is like a real thing that can happen which i never would have thought of yeah like the immense release of energy could just emp shit yeah and that's why all the fucking clocks and fallout are 947 yeah uh but he's sitting there like oh well this is it and like the first nuke comes down and the fucking the way that they filmed the mushroom cloud was they took like a fish tank and a, a syringe filled with oil really? and they syringed it in and filmed it and then flipped it upside down and played it. Yeah. That's really clever. Yeah. So I was and, wondering how they did that. And that's why it's orange. Huh? Yeah. I thought it was, and, and the effect is super neat and they show, they show the vaporization of these people. Like they, they yeah. use a lot of footage that they used in the beginning of the movie, which is okay. But I really, okay. This is going to sound you shitty. Watch those people die. I love in a movie when they kill children because you watch any movie. Because right? that leaves a mark. Like that leaves a mental mark. Yeah. And any movie you, any Hollywood movie you watch, they do all they can to spare the kids. Yeah. Like this could be a massive tidal wave and it's like, oh, the kids survived. Of course the fucking kids survived. That's so unrealistic. There is a scene in a school with all of the kids around and the teacher. Kids are fried. There's a pit, there's a scene where there's like a mother holding a baby, mom and baby, gone. Fucking skeletons. But that's what's so tight is that, remember the, 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 um, the trailer for 76, the E3 trailer for 76, where yes. the nuke gets dropped when they are done fighting the Scorcher Beast? I'm just trying to remember it. Can you r remind me? It's when they're showing off how, like, you can build. And they're yeah. showing off that, like, the Scorcher Beast comes and starts attacking, and then you can take a photo with the dead body. Oh, uh, yeah. When the nuke gets dropped, the people's bodies turn orange and you see the skeleton, just like in this fucking movie. There's probably a huge inspiration there. That has to be a massive inspiration to this movie. There's no way it isn't. There's no way it isn't. I saw that and I went, oh my god, this is 76. Yeah. It was the first thing I thought of. But this this whole sequence goes on of all these bombs dropping and all these people dying. And like, you see everything fry. Horses, people, all of this. And there's a, there's a family that it like loosely follows that kind of hunker down. And right before the bombs drop, the dad goes upstairs and grabs the mom. And he's like, what are you doing? And she like won't answer him. He's like, we have to get into the bunker. We have to get into the basement. The end of the world is upon us. And she won't do anything. And he grabs her and like drags her and she's screaming. And it's like, not like the 80s we can hit women on screen type of like 
abuse. It's like she was genuinely scared. Yeah, like she was frozen in place. Yeah, and it was a very, like, I took it as a very much of like, if I don't acknowledge it, it's not real. Yeah. And he tried. What's up? Sorry, continue. No, no, what were you going to say? Uh, like, just around that scene is when the kid outside is looking straight at the nuke when it explodes, <laughs> and it yeah. fries his eyes. Yeah, he fucking just... <laughs> just microwaves his corneas. And he's just, he's just gone. He's just, he can't see for the rest of the movie. And yeah. then Steve, Steve Gutenberg like, finds his way into the house, and, and then the mom's like, there's somebody upstairs. And then the dad, like, gets a shock, and he's like, who the fuck is up there? And he's like, I'm looking for food. He's like, our water. Gutenberg. He's like, I'm Steve Gutenberg. And he, they, he, he's like, I brought my own food. Can I come down there with you? And they're yeah, like, he was just looking for water. Yeah. And like the daughter, it's, it's like five days after the bombs go off and the daughter's like, the daughter's like, I don't remember what my boyfriend's face looks like. We were going to get married tomorrow. The, the wedding is tomorrow. And the she's like, prom's tomorrow. And in the most selfish, the most, she says the most selfish shit. She goes, I should have gotten knocked up so then I could at least see his face. And I remember sitting there going, yeah. you dumb bitch. Then you bring a child into this hellish wasteland. What is wrong with you? And they actually bring that up later in the movie. Where? With the actual woman who gives birth? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I thought, yeah. Because like she was talking to the doctor man. And she's like... Who, um, the pregnant woman? Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, who would bring a a kid into this world? You're right, you're right. I forgot about that. And and he's like, says something inspirational, but like still, it doesn't make it... Doesn't change the fact that that kid's gonna fucking die. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I fucking... I really enjoyed this movie. The first half of it is just really a slog. It's long, but I think it's necessary to set up that like juxtaposition yeah i i get it because we are looking at this from a lens of we've consumed so much post-apocalyptic content i want to just see people yeah yeah people people haven't you're right haven't haven't had that this is some people's first visualization of the world ending this this was very much the first experience a lot of people had of that yeah i mean unless you were like Hiroshima or Nagasaki. Those people kind of had it first. <laughs> yeah. But. When was Chernobyl? Uh, later. Are you sure? Um. It's not a, it's not a big yes. deal. Um, but. But yeah, these, this was targeted at regular people that weren't taking the fact that a nuclear war was like possible. Was they weren't taking that seriously. Yeah. Actually. I read something in the comments of the YouTube video, so I don't know how true it is, but I thought it was really, really, really interesting. It's from a guy named Chris O'Hara on YouTube. The comments- Chernobyl was 2000. Was it really? Yeah. Oh my god, I thought it was way earlier. No, that's well, new. This guy on YouTube no, wait, says- 86, oh, I think. you're a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're all good, dude, don't yell. I'm getting- Mixed signals. It's all good, dude. I believe in you. So there's a man on YouTube who says, On the Russian morning of September 26th of 1983, this movie came out in November 20, 1983, World War III could have started except for one man, Soviet Union captain, not going to say the first name, Petrov. The Russians installed a missile defense system in 1983 on the morning of, of 26 September 1983. Captain Petrov was manning the early warning defense system. The system was tracking dozens of incoming ICBMs from North from America. Captain Petrov's job was to alert the Soviet forces of incoming missiles, but Petrov didn't believe that the computer was telling him. 
He didn't believe what the computer was telling him. He didn't pick up the phone to make the call. If he had, nothing would be left. His sole responsibility was to, was to call in the incoming missiles that would have triggered the Soviet Union's full retaliation response. He mentioned, he monitored this, this, the computer and suddenly there were thousands upon thousands of missiles coming at the Soviet Union. Uh, the captain didn't pick up the phone. His gut instinct was something was wrong. Turns out thousands of ICBMs uh, on the computer were tracking the beams of sunlight that were raised, that were of the sun coming over the horizon. Wow. Yeah. On September 26th, 19, which not too far, only two months and a few days off, the world could have ended. I don't know if that's Jeez. true. I thought it was super interesting. That is really interesting. Uh, but this, this, this movie, like I said it, it, when we started, this movie is the reason why Reagan wanted to get his, uh, nu- nuclear program a little more serious. It was said, the guy who made this movie wanted nothing to do with it. He wanted absolutely, no- I think, I think a few people died on the set of making it. People were constantly sick. Uh, there's a bunch of other things about it that were just a total mishap. This movie, like, almost never came out. It came out, the dude wanted to, like, not have anything to do. Did you know, you know about Alan Smithy? No. If you make a movie and you think it's so far off from your original vision, you can say it was written and or directed by Alan Smithy, so it takes your name away from it. Oh, is that like a easy, like, fuck this? Yeah, it's like a, like you take like a, a mom de plume or a pseudonym of another man, so you don't get the credit, but you still get like paid for the work, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, and he like wanted almost nothing to do with it, wound up keeping his name on it as far as I know. And he wound up reading Ronald Reagan's, uh, what's it called when you put it? a biography or his mm-hmm. memoir. And in it, he said that he watched something that inspired him to get more serious. And this dude, uh, let me get his name who directed it. Nicholas Meyer. I'm pretty sure it was the guy I heard. I heard, I originally heard about this movie on either, uh, This American Life or Snap Judgment. I don't, I tried finding the episode to kind of brush up on it for this information. I couldn't find it, but I'm kind of going off memory. So if I'm a little inaccurate, I apologize. But this guy's like, I stopped World War III to some extent. <laughs> Shit. Uh, but like a few days after this movie came out, there's a, there's a speech of Reagan where he's like, we need to buckle down. And uh, imagine being able to change the world just like that. Just absolutely like that. It only took fucking the death of three people and a movie that should be three hours long. But you know what? The death of three people versus everybody. Millions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'm not trying to like put like stock in people's life. Like yeah. put a value on no, that no, price tag. No, I'm fucking with you. But I know. The effect that this movie had to the entire world. Yeah. It's fucking insane. This movie was so fucking brutal. I have a ton of fun facts I'm going to read off a little later. But this movie was so brutal that you know how television works with advertisement, right Declan? Yes. The the FCC doesn't necessarily say what you can and can't say on television. It's more of the sponsors say what you can and can't say on television. I mean, during like prime time, you can't like curse and shit kind of south park aired an episode where they showed i believe it was butter's penis and a 10 year old boy's penis totally uncensored yeah and i mean it's a cartoon so it's not like a penis ass penis but like <laughs> they showed a little boy's penis on tv every yeah. time i just said penis take a shot uh and 
it was it was because of the sponsors going it's south park people tune in for south park i want my my um i want, I want my, my ad- boy penis now i want my ad to be seen so yeah. i'm not going to give them a hard time about airing the episode this the, the the scene right before and when the nukes dropped no company wanted to be associated with it whatsoever. So the first hour of the movie was interrupted with commercials, and everything after that was completely uninterrupted. Wow. There were church groups. that, And this is the 80s. So, like, when a movie came on TV, it was a big deal. When The Wizard of Oz was on TV, people, there was nobody in, the, from what I understand, nobody was in the streets. People went home to watch it because you're watching a movie on TV. Like it yeah. was the comfort of your – now you put on the fucking – you put on uh, AMC and they got a movie from the 40s going on 24-7. You know what I mean? Yeah. This was a big or deal. even us, we watched it on YouTube. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this was a yeah. – back then, this was coming out and it was on ABC and there was only fucking four channels. Yeah. So this came out. Church groups got together and listened to it. Or watched it. ABC set up a 1-800 hotline that was like a, an anxiety stress relief for this movie. Wow. That you could call and be like, I don't know what happened. Everybody's dead. Is this going to happen? Are the Soviets invading? Like, it was just such a thing. Now, your favorite scene, my friend. Now that we've gotten everything out of the way. <laughs> other, oh, wait. Are you, is, was that it? When the bombs uh, go that up? That one? That my, one I like. I do like the scene... Where it's the doctor, I think it's the doctor, driving the opposite way of the rest of the traffic. That's really cool. Everyone's trying to because leave and he's like, I've got a job to do. Yeah, everyone's leaving. He has a job to do. But that, I think, is totally what The Walking Dead Oh, they was. totally ripped it. Yeah. Definitely. Not like, I didn't want to say ripped, but like that totally inspired The Walking Dead. Fucking great artist steal. You've heard that quote. Yeah. Uh, but my, my favorite that, scene. Yeah, give me yours. There's a scene where it's like two weeks after. There's like a like a like a call, like a an all call that it's like the background information or information. The background radiation is low enough to go outside, and everybody goes outside, right? Yes. And I think the number one thing that's going to intrigue me when the world ends is that there is we're, we're humans, right? Yes. And I ask you this all the time. What does it mean to be a human? What does it mean to be a person? What does it mean to be a good person? What does it mean to be a bad person? There's a scene where they leave and – well, there's a scene before this that I have to actually preface with. The daughter goes to leave the shelter and Steve Gutenberg is like, wait, you saved my life with the shelter. Let me go save your daughter. And he goes outside and all of the animals are dead because they live yeah. on a farm. The cows are dead. He's the like, pigs are dead. Chickens are dead. Everything's dead. The horse is dead. Everything out here – is dead and what's killed them is invisible. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. Like such a nuts thing to think about. He's like, it's going through you like a fucking x-ray. I'm Steve Gutenberg. Like, he's just, he's just <laughs> yelling at her. And she's like, I want to see my dead boyfriend. And she's like running back and forth and running back and forth. And eventually he gets her. But like, the, everything's covered in ash. And like, it's super somber. And I'm watching this movie and I was watching it with somebody and I was like, did you know when a, when a nuke hits the ground that like the blast goes off and then all the radiation gets thrown into the dirt and then the dirt flies up and the dirt goes for miles around and that's what fallout is. And like, 
I get a little too excited. I'm not smart enough to be like a, a nuclear physicist, but I'm I'm dumb enough to be excited by like fucking Fallout shelter signs. Like <laughs> I I'm, I get like super into like shit like that. One time I passed a nuclear power plant and went on a 40 minute rant with the person in the car with me about how nuclear reactors could melt down and like fuck everybody and like if a nuke ever goes off don't eat bananas because they absorb radiation because it's the same shit that like your thyroid is made out of and the pills you take for radiation sickness and don't get him started about what's in the water (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude i had a pet frog and now well you know what happened (laughs) so uh, Steve Gutenberg's like, come back in the fucking basement, you idiot. So he brings her back in, and then they leave. They're told they can leave, and they go to church. That scene is fucking incredible. I was sitting back on the couch with, like, my hood up and my arms crossed, and it came on. I went, yo, what's this? A human moment? Yeah, everyone <laughs> is so fucking miserable. And and they're beaten, and they just, yeah. they just look like fucking... Somebody, like, yeah, they just look like shit. And, like, you can see people are starting to grow lesions and the daughter's, like, pale. And, like, I think she's pregnant. Like, I think she has a miscarriage while she's there. Is that what that was? I think so. Oh. Because it was right by her baby area. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, like, could it be? It's left up to the imagination? Probably. But. Yeah, I wasn't sure why she was, like, dying. I, I wish I knew the passage he was reading, the preacher is reading, but I know he's reading it out of Revelations. Actually, let me look it up. Hold on. Okay, so he's reading this, and I'm just going to read a little bit of it, and because it's fucking like, I'm not a religious cat, but yeah, Revelations is some fucking... Whoa. That's some like... That's, that's some fire shit. Is, is it Old Testament? No, it's new. It's like one of the last books. Is it? Well, yeah. duh. But fucking, it's some Old Testament shit. The, the preacher's yeah. reading it's and then medieval on your ass. <laughs> yeah. The preacher goes, and then out of the smoke, los- locusts came upon the earth and to them was given power as the scorpions of the earth had power. They were commanded to not harm the grass of the earth or anything green or any tree, but those men who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads and those were not given the authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. <sighs> That's some fucking. Come on. And, like, you could tell that he's, like, emotional while he's reading it. Yeah, and he's trying not to cry. And he, you can tell when he's reading it, he's, like, lost his faith in God. And he's like, and I thank God for killing the destroyers of this earth. Like, what is a more backhanded compliment than thanks for leaving me here with yeah. this fuckery, but everybody else who did the bad shit gets to leave. Yeah. Like, ugh, fuck. God damn, I, there's a... I don't know why, but there's a, a good church scene in an apocalypse movie gets me ready to party. Yes. And let's be honest. This is 83. What good came out of the 80s? Cocaine? Hip-hop? Uh, Michael Jackson music? Michael Jackson. The best thing about the 80s is that they ended. Like, let's be <laughs> honest. <laughs> I mean, there were some good movies, some good flicks. This one, a couple of them, but like... What really great happened in the 80s? Some music. Uh, a lot of music in the 80s is not good. I mean, I'm a sucker for 80s pop, though. I really am. That has its section, but, like, that's a, ve- that's a very, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's like a novelty. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Another good scene is the last scene. Okay, at the house. That one. I was also thinking of the second to last scene. At the gym. The gym? Yeah. Where Steve Gutenberg goes to find the the sister. 
All right, I'm talking about the third to last scene. No, maybe I'm thinking about the third to last scene, the one where the woman gives birth. Okay, why? Because it's like everyone in the room is miserable because apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And even this woman, like, while giving birth to the fruit of her loins, is fucking miserable. Okay. And I think that's just, like, powerful. That, like, the thing that is most people's happiest day of their lives is just made miserable. What did you think about that? I took it completely differently. How did uh, you take it? I took it as everybody in the room, because I do, like, a zoom in on everybody's face. Yeah. I thought when they were zooming in on everybody's face, everybody else is going, we have to fucking take care of this now. Oh, yeah. That could have been the point, too. I, I think I think when it comes to the apocalypse, I think very pessimistically, just because I think very like much about how would I do things and how would I take care of this. And I never want to take care of anybody else during the apocalypse. Because... You're going to grow bonds to those people way more than you would now because there's so few people. So if I see a baby born during the apocalypse, I would think my first thought would be, I need to cherish this little motherfucker with all my heart. This might be the last, like there's a scene where the older doctor is talking to a nurse and she's like, have half of this orange. This could be the last one. Yeah. Like, what if, what if you're like, this could be the last time I hear a baby cry? Something that's normally associated with something terrible. Like, so, like, oh, fuck, the baby's crying. Like, you're on a plane, like, shut the fucking baby up. But it's like, yeah. oh my god. Who puts this, that there? Like, <laughs> this could be the last time I hear a baby. And like, there's nothing more precious than the way a baby coos, but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just like, ah, shit. shit. Like, that gets me. I, 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 I took that as that. And then the mom, she's like, oh, I had a baby. I'm so happy. And then like instantly she starts crying. And it could definitely be because of, uh, because she gave birth and that's painful. Yeah. And like labor's done. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it could also be that like, I have to raise this now. It's a definitely a mixture of different emotions. I'm sure. Also, there's a thing that they don't talk about in the movie. But I think was kind of like a neat, like, I'm always looking for an excuse to bring ghouls into things. Yeah. When they're doing the scene, there's a scene where the the dad, the farmer dad is like, oh, all we got to do is scrape the top few layers of soil and then we can fucking plant again. And then all the other farmers are like, we have 150, 200 yeah. acres. We can't all do this. This is worthless. There's one guy that has a green band on his arm, right? Yeah. There's a point where the son, the blind son, is in the hospital and there's a doctor taking care of him. And this is the cheesiest shit. He's like, hey, doc, what's your name? He goes, Sam. And he's like, Sam what? And he's like, Sam Pegarino. And he's like, what is that? And he goes, well, what does it sound like? He goes, I don't know, Italian? He goes, yeah, I'm Sam Pegarino, the pizza man. I'm not a doctor. I'm a pizza man. And then, like, Steve Gutenberg comes and, <laughs> and he's, he's like. The, the guy that's saying this is, like, Asian as fuck. Yeah, he's, like, not even close to being fucking Italian. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, 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 and then like Steve Gutenberg is just like, come on, son. I think his name is Danny. I don't know. Blind kid. He's like, come on, blind kid. He's like, we're going to go get your sister. And like the kid's leaving and he like, he like looks over his shoulder that he can't see over and he's like, you're not a pizza man, are you? And he's like, I'm not. I don't even have pepperoni. He's like, are you even Italian? And he's like, no. No, kid. I'm from Kansas. <laughs> And, like, the kid leaves. And then Steve Gutenberg has this green band around his arm, right? 
Mm-hmm. There's a farmer who has a green band around his arm, and then he's like, let's go get your sister, kid. And then they show you this gym, and it slowly pans, and there are hundreds of people in this gym dying that of radiation sick and dying, sickness. yeah. Like, hundreds. And they show Steve Gutenberg with this green band on his arm. And I think that green band is like, not ghouls, but these people are going to die. Like, these people are so far gone in radiation sickness, and then they show the sister, and she's like, they gave me a bow to wear, but I don't have any hair. And Steve Gutenberg's like, I'm gonna take off my hat, and takes off his hat, and he's like, you look good, kid. Yeah. And then, like, it cuts to the old doctor who was driving in, who they ripped the fucking Walking Dead scene from. And he's like, I want to go to my house before I die. Because he's, like, so far gone. He's been, like, he's been, like, working on people when there's no yeah. power. And, like, he's, he's been, been working for, like, two straight weeks on saving people's lives. Yeah. Off of, like, stale honey buns and fucking, like, three minutes of sleep a day. Yeah. And, and he's just like, I want to see my home. And he goes home. And his house is completely, his house looks like Springvale. Yeah, that's <laughs> immediately what I thought of. When he, like, crested the hill by, like, that statue. Yeah, and it's it's very obviously it's, superimposed. You know what I thought? I didn't think of uh, Springvale. I thought of the uh, the neighborhood right before the Boomers. Okay, okay. Valid. Do you see that? Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Because that's a lot more, like, desecrated. Is That's not the right Decimated. word. Decimated. Oh, Decimated, yeah. That's a lot well, more decimated. No, I think desecrated works, but I think desecrated is like when someone pisses on a statue. Yeah, that's like disrespect. Decimated is destroyed. Yeah. Just but because of all the like uh the shells from the fucking don't die minigame, <laughs> the entire place is all destroyed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and I thought it looked very similar. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't make that immediate um connection, but I definitely see where you're coming from. Yeah, and he and he walks through, and like there's a, there's a scene that's like I didn't even think anything of it, and I didn't think it was gonna be like a foreshadowing moment. He like gave his watch to his wife, and he's like, "Oh, hang on to this wife or something," and like he yeah. gets there, and it's like the first thing he finds, and then he hears like a rustling, and he's like, "Helen, oh Helen," and he looks over, and there's like a family of like and he's like, "Get the fuck out of my he's house!" Like, <laughs> and. They just kind of look at him, and he's like, didn't you fucking hear me? Get off my land. And, like, the dude does it. He's like, offer his, he offers him an onion. And the dude and just, this like... this entire time, the family doesn't say shit. Don't say a goddamn thing. And I love that. It's just, like, this silence. And then he just walks away. And he, like, gets on his knees, and he realizes that, that the world is over, and he starts to cry. And the dad, like, goes over and holds him. Yeah, and then that's just where the movie ends. Yeah. Of, like, him crying and the stranger just, like, holding him and comforting him. Before the credits air, you can hear what sounds like someone over a ham radio or something. And it says, is anybody out there? And then there's the black screen that says, the catastrophic events you've just witnessed are, in all likelihood, less severe than the destruction that would actually occur in the event of a full nuclear strike against the united states it is hoped that the images in this film will inspire the nations of this earth their people and leaders to find the means to avert that faithful day did you just read that off yeah i read that off the i'm not even gonna take credit for that i'm not gonna take that i fucking remembered that i am reading because yeah, that was fucking perfect <laughs> thanks i read it off the imdb yeah but like when i read that i was like holy fuck just this this yeah 
This movie is fucking... Like, the movie left me speechless. It honestly did. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those where you sit there and you're like, well, what the fuck? Oh, oh, fuck. One of my favorite scenes. Farmer Dad dies. Wait, how did Farmer Dad die? Farmer Dad goes to this meeting and they're like, oh, don't worry. We're going to have like a like a national food inspector come on by and fucking test the dirt. And then the one guy's like, the world is over. What are you fucking crazy? Like yeah, nobody's coming. Fucking everything's over. Like everything's done. And he's like, oh, and then he goes home from the meeting on his horse and there's people on his land. Right? This, yeah. this I thought was super fucking like powerful. There's people on his land and he's like, what are you doing? This is my land. And they don't answer him. And he's just like, and he like gets off his horse and gets a shock and he's like, this is my land. And like, he didn't see the one guy leave, and the dude blasts him away with the shotgun as, like, his family and kids watch him die. Yeah. Watch this man shoot this other man. He dies to death, and, like, he's got this, he's got, like, a, I guess it's called, like, a spit roast? Is that what they're yeah, called? Yeah, like, a hunk of meat over a fire. Which, by the way, all the fucking animals on the farm are dead. And irradiated. And they've been sitting out there rotten for fucking two weeks, two and a half and weeks. And they're getting eaten by these freaking cannibal people. That's what I thought they were at first. I was like, oh my god, they're going to eat them. They're going to put yeah. them on a thing like a pig. They're going to eat a man. You know what? In our in in our brain space, our imagination, that probably is what happened. Like, I, I mean, because he shoots him and then goes right over to the to the piece of meat and like cuts off a sliver. It doesn't show him eat it, but yeah. it shows him cut it off. And like, but my favorite part is there's kids watching it. Yeah, like the like mom and kids are just like shrug, like oh, whatever. He's fucking yeah. dead. Oh, good. Dad got another one. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I'm gonna read off some. Uh, I'm gonna read off some uh, some trivia. Please. The original air date on ABC was November 20th, 1983. Over 100 million Americans were estimated to have viewed the original program. Still rated as one of the most watched moments, mo television movies on U.S. television as of 2017, not including wow. miniseries. It was watched by, holy shit. Oh my god. It was watched by 38.55 million households or 46% with what is N-E-I-L-S-E-N? -E -E with a Nelson share of 62%? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know what that means, but 46% of the U.S. watched it. Wow. Holy shit. The premiere of the television, television movie was a major media event. No sponsors bought commercial time after the nuclear war broke out. All right, so uh, Nielsen's share is the amount of current people watching TV. What percentage of those people tuned in to that program? So what does that mean? So if there were a hundred people oh, oh my God. tuning in to a television set, that means 62 of those hundred. Oh my God. 62 people that had their eyes on a screen were watching that. Nicholas Meyer, the, the director, claims he had, he had suffered flu-like symptoms throughout the making of the film when the doctors couldn't find, couldn't find no reason. Whoever wrote this obviously went to a public school, couldn't find any reason for his illness. They eventually determined that Meyer was, Myers was suffering from severe clinical depression, which Meyer attributed attributes to having to face the horrors of nuclear war in such depth immediately after the film's original broadcast it was followed this is all being read off imdb i'm not taking credit for it this is just the the shit about the movie makes the movie so much more interesting yeah immediately after the, the film's original broadcast it was followed by a special news program featuring a live discussion between dr carl sagan who opposed the use of nuclear war and conservative writer william f buckley who promoted the concept of nuclear 
deterrence. It was during his heated discussion aired on live on a live network television where Dr. Sagan introduced the world to the concept of nuclear winter, which is showed briefly in this movie. If anything, it's too bright in the movie. Yeah. Um, The only time there's ever any sort of nuclear winter is when there's ash all over, but the sun is always out. But he famously made, Dr. Sagan famously made the analogy, imagine a room awash in gasoline and there are two in impeccable enemies in the room one of them has nine thousand matches and the other has seven thousand matches and each one is only concerned with who is going to strike first wow when like sorry that's a really good analogy yeah. because it's mutually assured destruction yeah. at its ti- at the tiniest level when production began the nuclear attack scene was longer and supposed to feature extremely graphic yet scientifically accurate shots of what happened to a human body during a nuclear blast. Example include people being set on fire, flesh carbonization, being burned to the bone, eyes melting, faceless faces, skin hanging, deaths from flying glass and debris, limbs torn off, being crushed, blown from buildings by the shockwave, and people in fallout shelters suffocating during the firestorm. Also cut were images of radiation sickness as well as graphic post-attack violence from survivors such as food riots, looting, and general lawlessness as authorities attempted to resume order. Apparently, parts of those are in the three-hour cut. I only, but the only problem with the three-hour cut is it's a lot of special effects haven't been added, so the nuke scene kind of loses it. Yeah. Like, if somebody could edit together the nuke scene of all of the extra scenes with the scenes that are in the final cut, it would be so much better. Like a definitive edition. Mm-hmm. Jeez, man. Like, like we talk about Apocalypse kind of in light all the time because it's kind of our, our shtick here. Mm-hmm. But shit's scurry. Yeah, and you know what's another thing that I really, really like about this movie? And this is actually right here. It's in the notes that I'm reading, the trivia that I'm reading. Uh, before the, they, they make it very apparent that there's a scene where like the president gets on the radio and he's like, and it's, it's not Ronald Reagan. It's like a generic president. So he's not like, I believe that we can all get through this and, and crack was not my fault. Like it's just very like, this is just a generic yeah, president. It was generic white man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before the film ever aired, controversy arose over who attacked first, the USSR or the US. Nicholas Meyer wanted to answer, he wanted the answer to remain ambiguous to focus on the horrors of nuclear destruction. He wanted the evil to be the weapons in general and not the government. Which I appreciate that. Yeah. Kind of like, we've got bigger fish to fry than who shot first. Y'all are fucking dying. Yeah. I thought the entire thing was extremely powerful. And like, it still holds up today. Like, yeah. It, for the most part, depicts an average, like, suburban American life before shit goes whack. Yeah. I, I, okay, here. I think that's pretty much, oh, here's the thing I've read exactly. I'm sorry. One more, one more fun fact. I apologize. We're going to get right no, back to your, your thing. The film was screened by then President Ronald Reagan at the White House. Why it was being, while it's been confirmed that President Reagan and his senator staff were deeply moved by the film's depiction of the nuclear holocaust, other details invol- involving Reagan and the film remain murky. One report, one report that the movie, that's written wrong, was one of the driving factors behind the U.S. and Soviet Union signing a, signing 
A major's new – this is fucking written like someone went to public school. Sorry. You'd think I'd be fluent in public school. Uh, major <laughs> nuclear arm race treaty in Europe has been debunked because the treaty was already being worked on by countries before the film premiered in 1983. Another story said that Reagan sent Nicholas Meyer a note saying the day after was a factor in the arms treaty discussion. Meyer said that ne- he never received that but said President Reagan did reach out to praise the film after seeing it. I mean it makes you think though. No, it does. It does. The, the, uh, when originally televised, the presidential speech via radio was delivered by a voice actor who sounded much like Ronald Reagan. The speech was revoiced by a different actor for the VHS DVD releases and the version which airs on cable tele, from the version that airs on cable television. Controversially, a starting close up of the camera of the hospital patient was, I, 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 context clues taken out from the original ABC telecast but restored for the home video and cable version. I wonder which one we saw. Yeah, I'm really not sure. I don't think it sounded like Nixon. Or, sorry, Reagan. <laughs> no, I, I totally get you. Sorry. All right, that's enough fun facts. I apologize for cutting you off. What were you saying? No, no, no. Um, I had finished my thought. Oh, I'm sorry. No, we're good. If you could remake this movie, how would you do it? If I could remake this movie? How would you modernize it for today? Um, I would put more of a stress on political apathy. Really? Yeah, so like in the beginning, before the hell breaks loose, uh-huh. I would make it very apparent to show that, to show like a uh, imagery of and scenes of people like saying oh, that'll never happen to us, okay. and like oh okay. I don't okay. need to, okay. I don't need to care. Okay, okay, because you know what's something interesting that you said that and got me thinking. What it's never it was never like the U.S.'s fault. Like it's uh, Russia has just invaded. Like you know what I mean? It's never like the U.S. is doing something. It was just. This dictator has been invited to the White House. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was never, it was more, like, it's true that there's no emphasis on who shot first, but at the same time, it's never stated that the U.S. really did it. Yeah, like, this was made to, it's made to be ambiguous. An American audience. Yeah, definitely. And nobody wants to be called a bad guy to their face. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you are not wrong. There's a lot of scenes in this movie that I think could have been left out. Uh, like what, for Like Black Army Man? I mean... Black hmm. Army Man shows up and he's like, Damn, woman, I gotta go on call. It's an emergency. And then she's like, Oh, just be safe. Our, our son or daughter who doesn't ever show up is here. And then he's like, You know it. And then leaves. And then, like, it's him him at a base and they're like we have to go in the bunker and he's like fuck you i'm not going in the bunker he's like if i go in the bunker i'm dying if i go out here and go back to my family i can go back to my family and try to save them and like he goes out there and tries to find people and finds like a guy who doesn't talk and then i think he's at the end in the hospital but he doesn't have a beard beforehand but then he does there and like half of his hair is falling out and he starts freaking out he's like i can't find my shirt i can't find my shirt and then like the nurse is like your shirt's right here and he's like oh okay but i don't know if that's him or not i don't want to sound like a racist because it's a black guy and another black guy but there were no other black guys i I thought yeah i thought it was him yeah so (laughs) it's like everyone kind of like ends up at that hospital at some point yeah like, Which wasn't even a hospital. It was a university medical center. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, this is a movie that like you have, I feel like you have to watch the beginning a few times to get where, who everybody is. Cause I've watched it twice and I still don't yeah. know who characters are. Um, yeah, I definitely want to watch it again. Is, is that all you would say on everything that you've, you've, how you would change it? Um, I, I cut you off. I'm sorry. 
I don't know. Like, I think that adding any other subplot to it would take away from the point of really? saying, like, yeah, like, I wouldn't add, like, an in-your-face love story because that takes away from the entirety of... You thought there was an like, in-your-face love story? No. Okay. Oh, 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 but, like, oh, oh, oh. Just for example, like, I wouldn't be, like, adding something like that. Like, yeah, it would be nice to watch mm-hmm. and, like, definitely more engaging. Mm-hmm. But I think that would take away from the entire point of the movie to show that shit'll fucking suck if you <laughs> blow up. Yeah. I, I think if I were to make it again, um, I would change I would change it to its one family and it focuses on one family. I would bring back Steve Gutenberg. Hell yeah. <laughs> but I would have it where like this is never gonna be the politics show ever. Ever. But if this movie came out tomorrow, I would definitely have a scene where the president sends out multiple texts. Remember, like, when we all got the fucking Trump text? Yeah. I would have it where, like, multiple is being sent out of those. And then eventually, like, the one where it's like the nukes are going off, everyone's like, oh, my God. Like, this again? And it was just... Kind of like the boy who cried nuke. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I... I I would just kind of... And just... uh. You know what? Like, like everyone be like, "All right, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this." I would have people that are crazy. Uh, I would have people that are like, "The end is nigh. The end is nigh. There's water in the frogs, turning them gay." Like, I would have all that shit. Like, yeah, I would have more conspiracy stuff, and I would kind of have it still in Kansas, and everyone's like, "Oh, damn you, old man Richard! You're all backwards and crazy." And he's like, "Nothing beats a hard day of work out tilling the land." And he's like, "Why don't you buy a fucking plow?" And he's like, "Cause nothing beats the." the taste of a fucking Kansas potato or some shit. Like when it's done yeah. by hand, like it's just an old school guy who maybe doesn't die. Maybe if he dies on his land, doesn't die on his land in the way that like he did there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's just a couple things. Like I, I've really just, I would make the scene where the nukes go off the way it was originally intended to. I think that there's a lot of like, I like, shock humor to an extent but i think like i think one of the most human things you can do is have a reaction and the reaction i had while watching the nuke scene was oh fuck and like i think there needs to be more of that especially in today when we're so de- like i'm desensitized to everything like if i yeah. saw someone get hit by a car walking home i'd probably go damn and like that's it like i wouldn't think about it i wouldn't like yeah. I'd be like, oh, there was blood everywhere. I saw his kidney. Like, I'd be like, whatever. I'd seen this on 4chan. Like, I, yeah, like, we've seen some shit and we haven't even left the house. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, I can look up, I can go on gore.com. Not that I would. I know it exists and I'm not looking for it, but like, I could find whatever I want on the internet. And like, yeah. I feel like if you can make it where you can show the bomb and using all practical effects, you can show the bomb going off and a woman and her like children staring into it and their faces melting off. <sighs> Fuck. <sighs> I could fucking, I'd have some fun. I'd have a lot that's, of fun. That's some, some shock. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have a lot of fucking fun with this. I I just, I think, what, what would you rate this movie out of 10? Probably like a nine. Really? Like an eight or a nine. Okay. I I wouldn't because the the intro is so fucking long, but I understand why it's so fucking long. Like I'm not gonna yeah. be like, oh. <laughs> it like when I rewatched it today, I did I kind of bypassed at least the first thirty forty minutes of it 
Because I was like, nothing happens. <laughs> it's just you give it you give it a nine or, or an eight or nine. Yeah, I'd probably say like an eight point three five. Okay, I'd probably give it like probably like a seven point nine and eight point three because when it's good, it's really fucking good. But when it's boring, it's really fucking boring. And but like I said, I think having those boring bits makes it realistic because not everyone's life is interesting. No, totally, totally. And like you said earlier, for people that aren't con or aren't obsessed with the my favorite tagline for the show is the one you wrote that says two best friends just want to talk about the apocalypse. Yeah. Like I, I want to talk about the apocalypse. I think it's fucking neat and shit. So like I'm already engrossed in this this culture, if you will, all of the shit. But it's like I get to it. Get to it. I know. Like I know what's going on. I know things. I know what's about to happen. I know you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But one scene that I wanted to talk about is is the the blind kid, right? Before we mm-hmm. end this, I'm sorry to jump all around. No. The blind kid. Uh Steve Gutenberg puts him in like they're not using cars, they're using like a what's it called? Like a like a wagon with horses. Yeah. They're using like this this wagon with these horses. Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg puts the kid in like the trolley thing, like the wagon. Yeah. And uh he the kid says Steve Gutenberg is like, Hey Steve Gutenberg, what do you see? And he's like, you know, trees and cows. And, like, the camera pans up and there's just dead cows everywhere. And, like, MPs putting bodies on the back of a truck. And, like, yeah. trees that are just downed everywhere. And, like, like Fallout 3 ashtrays. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just, it's, I like that he lied to him. Because the kid doesn't ever have to see what the world looks like. Because he yeah. had his corneas blown out of his face. But, yeah, I thought that was a really good scene because... Of that, like he kind of spared him the detail. Yeah, that's. I think that's everything I wanted to say. You want to say anything else, homie? No, I don't think so. Like, I think we covered most of the the scenes I wanted to talk about. Honestly, guys, watch this fucking movie. No, seriously, watch this movie. If you're a fan of the post apocalypse, if you're a fan of the if you're a fan of the end of the world, watch I this mean, shit. Yeah. This ooh. Make Skeeter Davis proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you, you you like the movie, my friend? I really liked it. That's I liked it too. I liked it a lot. I put all I put off watching it for a long time. Well, I'm glad we finally got to it. Yeah. You wanna you wanna plug anything before we go? Um, I would love to plug stuff. Um, first off, if you want to find us, this show on the internet, you can find us on Twitter at Atomic Radio Hour. But Vince, where can they find you? They can. If you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at the. All capitals, the underscore Boogans. But if the fine folks at home want to find you, Declan, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Declan underscore Bean. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like, yes. you can follow us online on our Discord. There will be a link in the description. Uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube, thank you very much. We appreciate the view. Make sure that you comment, you rate, you subscribe, you smash the like button. Uh, if you're listening to us on anywhere else, we are available on most, if not all, major streaming services. Uh, Wherever you listen to your podcast. You can most likely get us. Uh, in the description, there is a Patreon. You can support us if you'd like. The show will always be free. We will never charge you a dime to listen to Atomic Radio Hour. But if you do, you can get your name recognized like Michael Mello. Shout out to you. Shout out to you, Mike. Um, well, thank you so much for watching, and... 
Because this is kind of a laid-back week of talking about movies, we're not going to have a piece of original content the for you. The piece of original content is the movie itself. Go watch it. Go watch that content, because it's honestly scurry. It's, yeah, shit's fucking scurry as fuck. But, you know, other than that. Yeah, you know. Bye. See you later, bye.